Welcome, everyone, all two of you, to the Bear Ash podcast about cigars with Manny. And Chase. That's me. And Chase. That's yeah, the other guy. And Chase, the guy who's talking over the other guy. <laughs> so, uh, we are smoking one of our favorite cigars. Yes. And I hope you all at home are, too. Well... It would be quite the coincidence if anyone who's listening to this was actually smoking the cigar. Well, then again, they could look it up and then go get the cigar. So, so never mind. Right. So <laughs> this is the Arturo Fuente Añejo. Oh, yes it is. Uh, specifically, I believe mine is the number 49. I believe yours is a little shorter and a little, just a little smaller in girth than mine. I'm pretty and sure yours mine's also is a, the 49, by the way. What? I think mine is also the 49. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you didn't measure it. Well, no, but, you know, it'd be my educated guess. I'll go with it. I'll Based give you on that. looking at a tape measure all day long. I'll give you that. Um, so the 49 is a 49 ring gauge by 7 and 5 eighths inches. It's mm-hmm. a very big cigar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already lit it. I think this is the first time we've had a cigar lit prior to recording so no one has to hear us just sitting there going yeah just like that or i guess now they do have to listen to it (laughs) you can just skip by like 10 seconds if you want to pass that by (laughs) oh yeah i do have some uh some details about the cigar tell us about it buddy you just said manny it's the antoro fuente añejo um it is seven to five eighths in length, 49 inch ring gauge, or sorry, no, 49 <laughs> ring gauge, not inches. That would be humongous. Way too big for me. Yep. Um, it is Dominican Republic. It's Maduro. The wrapper origin is Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. I actually, uh, from what I've read, it is the same filler and binder as their Opus X cigars. Um, except that this is wrapped in the dark, oily, U.S. Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper. Um, one other detail about the cigar, which I've had quite a few of these, and I actually didn't know this, but is that it is... Um, now, I've read a few different accounts, none of which specifically from Toro Fuente, but anywhere from a year to six years, I've heard, all different numbers in between, that they age it in oak cognac barrels. Do, do, did you find out, do they age the whole cigar, like in bundles, in the barrels? It is just the wrapper leaf. Okay, just the wrapper leaf. I yeah. saw at one website six to eight months. Yeah, I saw one that said six years. I'm like, I don't think that's, that's correct. That, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I didn't see that one. But uh, I've also saw three to four years. Um, someone else recommended it was two, or suggested it was two years. So for some period of time... It is somewhere, somewhere specifically between two months and six years. <laughs> six years, somewhere in between there, give or take a couple months or years. Um, actually, I did have planned to pair this with, uh, with some cognac. Wow, thank you for that background noise. Uh, but pair this with some cognac, and I did explain to you just a moment ago, Manny, that, uh, that I had a dilemma they had just enough cognac to either pair this cigar with it or add it to my uh, pate recipe that I was making for Thanksgiving. And, and I chose, what did you do? I chose the pate. Sorry. Ugh. 
And did you have any like sherry wine or something that you could have used in lieu of not having enough cognac? I didn't. No. Okay. No, but I did open up a fresh bottle of Cabernet that I'm pairing it with because I also put that in the recipe. I uh, I decided to pair it with... Well, I had a lot of options here. I went with a Añejo tequila. You... You like that? I do like that. And do you know what Añejo means? I do. What does it mean, you bilingual young man? Um, it means aged or that's correct i mean basically aged i guess you could use any other word <laughs> that also yeah like a an añejo tequila just refers to a tequila that has been aged for a period of time with something like an añejo tequila does that have to be aged for a specific amount of time to be called an añejo or is it just a fancy way of describing their tequila that they aged for six months to six years i mean i can google that oh wow that would be Great. How long is No, you don't you don't have to I feel like I'm auto propagated grandfather. Siri Alexa. I was reading All reviews right. on this cigar. One to three years on Yeho Tequila. Oh. Look at that. Boom. The more you know. The more you know. Um, but while reading some reviews, um, to anyone who is just listening to this, we do often review reviews or give a little review of our own um not as in-depth as most people like to give reviews um and by in-depth i mean we don't make stuff up uh but uh one person that i was reading the review and i'm not going to read their entire review because it's i mean it literally is like a novel um he even rambles on about other stuff that has nothing to do with cigars in the review and i'm like what is this guy talking about but anyways he does say that he uh when he realized that it was being aged in an oak cognac barrel. He had to lean over and smell his dining room table. Does he say why? Uh, I think he said that he, t he picked up a note of oak in, his, in the smoke. Was sitting on the table just before that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, he oak, picked it up while smoking oak. cigars, so while smoking the Añejo, so he decided he would <laughs> sniff his oak table. Again. Oh, yes, I taste the barrels. Yeah, which, as a carpenter, you're not going to smell oak through all the finish on a table. <laughs> so it makes me wonder what was actually, what note he was actually picking up that reminded him of his dining room table. Mm, some uncured polyurethane fumes. <laughs> Cigars getting better and better the more I sniff this table. Mm. Speaking of which, how is your cigar? <clears throat> all right, man. Do you remember how we discovered this cigar? First of all, it's delicious. Um, this is one that is like a treat for me because mm -hmm. it costs a bit of money. And from what I understand, it's kind of hard to get a box. Yeah. Um, I've thought about it, but A, I don't have the money for a whole box. And B, it's, you have to get your name on a list and a lot of shops have you put money down. And even then, um, shops don't always get uh shipments of these these are released on you said christmas and father's day christmas and father's day yep so i'm fortunate that i have some good buddies of mine that operate and run a cigar store a tobacco store a smoke shop and um they keep these kind of buried under the other arturo fuentes so if you're asking yeah. for this you know what you're asking for um and i think i paid 18 bucks for this mm. yeah new york baby 
Yep. Yeah, well, I've only found this in two cigar shops near me. And one of them, you, I mean, both of, one of them you have to ask um, because they just have them buried up in the top shelf of their big walk-in humidor. And the other one, oddly enough, when they got them in, they just had them all displayed. But they have a, it's a shop that has a ton of Toro Fuentes. And I happened to, it was, I think after I first smoked one with you, I went searching for them. Uh, you had gifted me one. Um, and do you remember how I figured out that we like these so much? I think, didn't you accidentally just smoke one not knowing what it was? Yes. <laughs> just like sitting so, in your humidor? Yes. So I, I, I probably gifted it to you at some point. <clears throat> That's not true. I definitely, I definitely <laughs> bought this. It wasn't quite this size. It was one of the smaller ones. And I'll, we can talk about which sizes they make in a second. But I, I'm a big Arturo Fuente fan. Uh, I always have been ever since a little baby. Oh, yeah. And basically anything they make, <laughs> I like, except for I'm not a huge fan of the Jade ones. Hmm. Um, but the Hemingways, um, Don Carlos, the Sun Groans, the, all of them. And I thought, I just saw this label sticking out. I saw it was Arturo Fuente. I figured, oh, they're all in the $8 price range. I'm just in the mood for something middle of the road. Um, just a good, reliable cigar. So I grabbed it and I forgot, I don't know what, I forget what the occasion was. But um, I lit it up and very shortly was like, what the heck is this? This is delicious. And I was looking, um, I only saw the word añejo, and then on the wrapper it said extra viejo. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to Dewey Ave and I was like, hey man, I don't, um, Dewey Ave Smoke Shop, by the way. Holla. Um, I went back and I was like, hey man. I don't know what I smoked, but it was Arturo Fuente, and it was delicious. I've never had one like this, because to be honest, I think this is better than any Opus X I've tried, but I haven't tried a ton of... I probably only had like three Opuses in my day. Yeah. I think this is better than any of those three that I tried. Maybe it's the occasion, maybe it's the setting, maybe they... I don't know. Maybe they weren't rested well, Yeah. but uh, the Añejo line, I think, for my smoking, is better than the... What do you call them? Opus X. Yeah. Um, so instantly, uh, Kevin at Dewey Ave knew what I was talking about, and he just, say no more, and grabbed the box and brought out the box of Añejos. He's like, this is what you had, right? I was like, oh, yeah. He knows how good they are. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't know that they were as rare as they are and as hard to come by yeah. and bought a few. And ever since that, so I mentioned it to you. I said, dude, you got to try this. And it is very different from any other cigar that mm -hmm. I've had in its flavor profile, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the first time I had one, you had grabbed one for me on the first year that I went on our on that New Hampshire hunting trip that we go on. Um, Wait, I got it from you? No, you gave one from, to me. Oh, I gave yeah, one you to gave you. Yeah, you gave That was the first one I had was you had picked one up from Dewey Ave and... I think I smoked it on route to New Hampshire. Um, and I remember when I first lit it up, never having one before. I mean, first of all, it's delicious. Um, it has like a natural sweetness that I just kind of love. Like I'm not a huge fan of infused like sweet cigars. Yeah, it doesn't taste like cognac. It's not no. like, you know, one of those uh, flavored cigars with cognac or bourbon or wine or anything. You You wouldn't, I didn't realize that it was aged in cognac barrels until we had to look it up. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Um, yeah, but I mean, it does have like a sweet flavor. Uh, one of the other things that I noticed right away when I smoked my first one, 
um, is it has like a tang to it. That's kind of the only way I can describe it. Like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a tangy taste. See, I wouldn't say it's as much of a tang as it is a funk. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. It's got a little bit of funk to it. Yeah, well, maybe our palates are just a little different, Manny. Well, mine's funky, yours is tangy, apparently. Yeah. But it's not it's not funky bad. Like, it's not funky like uh, eggy or sulfury. It's, like, yeah. really good. Um, I think I've paired this with uh, Grand Marnier on the rocks, mm. an orange liqueur. That'd be delicious. Because I think it kind of has, like, an orange flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically, blood oranges. Just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> uh, it does definitely have, like, a little bit of a citrusy taste to it. Um, not to get too weird, but uh, almost like molasses, like a sweet, like, richness. And it's not, it's not overly strong. No. This is like I think a, it is labeled as a full-body cigar, but I, I don't... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it isn't. No. Um, this is a medium body. It's a medium body cigar. One thing I do love, I don't know if you've noticed this about these cigars, but that wrapper, and I mean, obviously, I think most of the cigars that we've smoked so far for our episodes have been Connecticut, um, uh, yeah, have been Connecticut wrappers, right? I mean, all of the, not all of the Drew Estate, but all of the Liga Pravadas are. Um, yeah. They're just like that dark Connecticut wrapper. And this is as well, but I feel like it's got like a different, like it's like a really, almost like a grainy black and brown look to the wrapper. They're pretty sweet looking. They look different than any other cigar I've smoked. Yeah, it looks like a really thick wrapper. Yeah. Um, like really thick leaves. It is not a thin wrapper. Mm-mm. And it looks very oily, very dark in color. Not black, just very dark and kind of mottled in color. Yeah. And mine has a little bit of plume on it. Oh, does yours? Just a little. Ooh. Well, when I, I unwrapped this cigar right before lighting it to come out and record this. And these, most of them have uh, just a little you know, piece of cedar that's wrapped around the cigar all the way up to the label. Um, so I had pulled that off. Mind you, I've had this cigar in my humidor for probably, I don't know, six, maybe seven months. And it, most likely it didn't sit on the shelf for too long at the smoke shop. But uh, anyways, I pulled that little cedar off, and to my delight, there was a little coating of plume all over it. And I, when I say all over it, it makes it sound like that dude's got mold, but it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely plume. And it just like brushed, like I could almost blow it off of the cigar. It was just like a fine little dusting. That's a sign of a well-aged, good cigar. Yeah, it made me kind of proud of how I keep my humidor, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it did. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't hear that very often. I can't imagine you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a well-kept humidor, I feel like that's yes. a perfect uh, moment to bring up uh, one of the topics we were thinking about talking about. Oh, what's that? We're talking about talking about. Was humidor care. How do you humidify your humidor? All right, so you got to have a humidor to store your cigars, right? Cigars well, need to be on. stored. Hold on, that's debatable, but go ahead. Okay, an environment <laughs> that... Uh, you have to have the proper environment to store your cigars. Yes. Somehow. Yes. And that is temperatures... I, I, I like between 65 and 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not doing that Celsius stuff. 
and it has to the more important part is the humidity and that mm-hmm. has to be between i would say 67 and 70 percent yeah um i actually notice a difference in how cigars smoke and taste and i prefer a cigar that's kept at 67 or 68 percent humidity yeah as opposed to one that's kept at 70 or 71 percent humidity yeah i know that might be nitpicking but I swear, most cigars are going to be better just at the lower end of that small window of uh, humidity percentage. No, I agree with you. So a humidor is lined with traditionally Spanish cedar. It's supposed to be a very almost airtight, if not airtight box. Inside, there's some kind of um, humidifier, humidifier or humidifying device that releases moisture into the air and keeps that humidity right at that um, target point of between 67 and 70 percent yeah they make bovita packs that we've talked about um before we minimally figured Horrible. out how to record this thing but uh <laughs> bovita packs are just like really easy ways to regulate humidity they're disposable they have i think they only can last for like a month to three months mm. so you can get a uh, one of those packs that's specifically keeping the environment at exactly 69%, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps. I put those in my work humidor, which is a real small little cylinder, and my travel humidor when I'm on the move. Um, and it just keeps from having to get a humidifier wet with distilled water and risk spilling it on cigars, which I've done in my travel humidor. Mm-hmm. I think I ruined a liga of some kind because I put too much oh. water in the little tiny sponge humidifier on top. I feel like we should just of... stop recording now and just be done with this. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, spilled uh, dripped water on my trip in the and the cigar in the middle on top, which was oh. the nice liga. Yeah. So I have like a hundred and twenty-five count or a hundred and fifty count humidor. It has a glass top. Um, I prefer the gel, uh, I think it's Zcar, X-I-K-A-R or something like that. I prefer yeah. the gel, uh, humidifier. So you can fill that with the propylene glycol solution or distilled water. I do both. Um, I alternate between the two and that seems to have done, um, a really good job as compared to the sponge humidifiers, which have been the cause of mold in the past when I have gotten mold in my humidors. Mm-hmm. Before I had the nice, I would I would consider it nice for me, 150 count humidor. I mean, it's it's it honestly didn't cost more than I think 70 or 80 bucks. Yeah. Um, but before that, I had a really small one that was really hard to keep the humidity in. I don't think it was very airtight. And even before that one, I had an aluminum can. Um, that had like a pressure lid with a with like a gasket on it, a rubber gasket, and <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know you had to regulate humidity when I first got that in college, and so I just put a wet sponge in there and a bunch of wet paper towels, and of course <laughs> opened it up and it was all mold in my beautiful stash of Bahia Gold cigars. <laughs> Darn, what a shame. So I I prefer the digital hygrometers and a hygrometer is what's what tells you the uh, uh the humidity the relative humidity in the environment i just prefer the digital ones they're easier mm-hmm. i buy them super cheap on amazon and just you know put them around the house or in different areas where i'm storing either pipe tobacco or cigar tobacco and uh i don't even mess with the with the dial ones they're all they never work correctly for me i don't know why yeah 
the analog hygrometers. I don't, I, I don't use them. Yeah, I, I feel like like my my humidor has one, and I've I've never calibrated it. I've never messed with it. I just put a digital one in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a humidor that you were so dissatisfied with you threw out? Um, I no, I never have actually. Now you were saying you don't necessarily need a humidor to store cigars. What are you talking about? Um, well, first of all, there's a trend in the cigar world that I've read about. Um, I don't, don't think it should be a trend, but uh, people just using Tupperware and just throwing Bovita packs in Tupperware and just tossing all the cigars in the Tupperware container. <laughs> Which I guess you could technically argue as a humidor. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've read a couple options. Um, some people talk about storing them in their refrigerator. Which is a horrible idea, as we've mentioned in the past. Or I guess, freezing. Yeah, I guess if you don't like good cigars, that's a great way to store them. Um, I've even heard of some people just keeping them in just a regular old cigar box, which is not sufficient. Correct. Um, also, people who just use big old one-gallon Ziploc bags. I actually read a recommendation. Um, I, just, I was just looking on a forum just to see people's funny ideas. But... Uh, but one of the recommendations was to put your cigars in a Ziploc bag with a damp paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> what about the recommendation to put them in a Ziploc bag with a piece of uh, orange peel? <laughs> no, I believe that was orange peel in the humidor. <laughs> Maybe that's how this añejo got its flavor. That's the trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know a few people that you know, kind of newer to the cigar world who have said like, oh, you know, I just don't know how to store them. Like, I don't want to invest in a humidor. And I just tell them like, you can get a decent humidor. I think my first humidor I ever got was like 20 bucks online. Um, I think I got it through Cigar International. Um, it was a small, I forget how many count it was, but you could maybe, you know, fit 20 cigars in there comfortably. Um, maybe it was like a 25 count. Um, but, uh, and even now you can get you know, humidors, they're not, you can't quite find like a $20 deal for anything that's worth it. But I personally have two humidors. Um, actually, I have, not counting travel humidors, I have two. But uh, often I know guys that are just picking up the travel humidors and using those as their humidors. So they only smoke a few cigars every once in a while, which is not a bad option. I mean, it's a sealed environment. You just throw a Bovita pack in there, keeps them safe and secure. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at a site, my latest humidor that I purchased was from firstclasshumidors.com. Mind Are you, they a sponsor? Uh, they're not. Just, just for the record, we have no sponsors. Um, <laughs> so I'm just shouting out to them because I think that they're a great I think company. M. Rivera Pipes is a sponsor. Well, we haven't seen a check from them yet. True. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to them. Just for the record. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can get a humidor, although from the pictures, this doesn't look here. Let me go to something that I think looks a little more, all right, 15 bucks. You can get a 20 count humidor on this website. Um, I personally, I guess it was last year for Christmas or maybe it was my birthday two years ago, but anyways, I gifted myself a humidor from this website. Um, and it is, they claim it's a 200 and here, I'm trying to just pull it up really quick. So we don't get the information incorrect. Oh, yeah. By the way, mine says 150 count. It Mm -hmm. does not hold 150 cigars, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yeah, I think that that's all of them. Uh, It probably holds about 
60 cigars. So the one that I purchased from First Class Humidors, um, it's like a little cabinet, has a bunch of drawers and then like a glass door that closes. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend this if it wasn't for the fact that the drawers hold the humidity pretty well and each drawer has its own little humidification like bar uh, that you put distilled water in or I guess you could probably, yeah, the only option for those is distilled water but you could get replacements for those to use the gel. Um, or I guess you just throw a couple of Vita packs in the entire humidor, like pick like use two drawers. Use a gel. Well, I personally like to use distilled water. I just you can feel use that like... with a gel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said you could. Weren't you listening? I said you can either add distilled water or the solution that they make. Either one is yeah. fine. No, I, I guess I didn't know that because you've said this multiple times to me. Or maybe I just tune you out every time. Huh? <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? Um, so yeah, so mine is technically, it says it's a 210 count, but, uh, I mean, it's really can hold like 120 cigars. Comfortably, you can fit 20 cigars in each drawer, I feel like. What's um, nice about the drawers and something that I don't have is you had a little bit of a mold outbreak and it kept it pretty contained. It did, yes. Whereas mine are all basically in a big chamber together. Yeah. Yep, it kept it just to two cigars. I mean, granted, I, I open up my humidor at least every other day. <laughs> um, I, I guess at that point, I, I would say at least once a week. But now I open it every other day just to inspect my cigars. I'm not like a rotating kind of a person. Um, I don't feel the need to sit in there and like spin my cigars around. But I will kind of, you know, check them for mold specifically for that purpose. Mainly if I introduce new, like new cigars in my humidor, I'll kind of keep an eye on them for the first couple weeks. Yeah, you got to make sure they get along with the other cigars. Yeah, it's like throwing a fish in a tank, you know? Yeah, it's like bringing a new chicken into the coop. Yeah. Can you guinea pig? Do you want to hear some reviews <laughs> that I found on the Arturo Fuente Añejo? I would love to hear some reviews, Manny. Right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold oh, on. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Hold on. I forgot to mention this. I purchased that humidor, which is great. I think I add distilled water right now in the winter, probably once a month. Um... And it keeps right around 70, I mean, sorry, 68%, not 78%. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, I picked that humidor up for 168 bucks. So people not say, bad. oh, you know, I, I, don't wanna, I don't know if I want to invest in a humidor. I mean, you can get something for, you know, 20 bucks, or you can get a pretty nice humidor for under $200. And there's plenty on a website like this. And actually, Manny, I don't know if you know this, but the humidor that, the other humidor I own is one that you, as my best man... And my groomsmen um, all, uh, all pitched in and purchased for me uh, for my wedding gift filled oh, yeah. with cigars. And I don't know where you got that humidor, but you can also purchase that exact one on first class cigar. I, uh, yeah, first class humidors. And I mean, I've had that now for 13 and a half years, and it, it still does a beautiful job. Happy 13th and a half anniversary. It, well, it's not exactly. Oh. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I've, the cigar or the humidor I've had, I've had her for about 12 years, 13 years. It was a gift from my dad. Still works great. Yeah, I feel like you have another gifted humidor that you didn't mention. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you gave me one that was a display humidor that you got discounted from a store that I have turned into a... I, I did fix it. It wasn't airtight. I had to do a couple repairs. Now it's a display case for my pipes. But yeah. if I ever got a bunch of boxes of cigars gifted to me... Then I would put them in wink, there. Wink, wink. <laughs> I do have to say that, I mean, I picked that thing up for, I think it was like 25 bucks. 
Um, and it, I mean, it does not hold any humidity. <laughs> it does now. Well, yeah, if you did anything to it, then, then yeah, it already holds humidity better than when I had it. So, right. yeah, you were mentioning you have a couple of reviews. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, it's really, it was very entertaining for me to look at Arturo Fuente's Instagram page. Yeah. As well as all the hashtags that went along with it. It's it's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, there's there's someone on here who comments on every single. <laughs> it seems like every single post referencing an Arturo Fuente cigar. There's a there's a response post to every reply and comment from Fuente underscore fanatic. Oh. So if you ever want recognition from that gentleman, just tag Arturo Fuente. And I'm sure he'll or she'll or whoever it is will say something about your post. They're on every <laughs> single post. Um, somebody, uh, a gentleman, Saint Strange, says he has a 10-year-old number 49 gifted mm. to him. Uh, describes it as um, cedar, damp, musty earth, and sweet tobacco. Mm. Tasty, solid, solidly medium-bodied. Absolutely no nicotine strength left. I don't know what that means. It says it was certainly it an interesting out. start. It all fuente out. I mean, it all unyehoed out. <laughs> it was certainly an interesting start to my Friday. Total classic stick. Love pairing with a Coke or a Pepsi. And then it says, I went with root beer today. Um, Lucas Frank Network says, <coughs> Love the Añejos. I'm probably one of four people on Earth that prefer them to the Opuses. Ooh. So I guess I'm one, I'm the, I'm the other, <laughs> you're, you're I'm one two of, the of four, because I prefer them to the Opuses. Are you mm. three? I, I don't know if I prefer them to the Opuses. Don't well, get me wrong, price, I, I, do. I love them. Well, I mean, in my defense, I've never purchased an Opus X. I have a I have a friend who has a large, large assortment of Opus Xs. So everyone that I've had has been a gift from him. So let me yeah, po- let me point out, I was pretty disappointed that we have yet to have any negative reviews. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little disappointed. You know, we make fun of everyone else's review, and mm-hmm. we're just not famous enough for people to make fun of us yet. I guess. Not yet. Besides, I mean, I, I believe you were attempting to, uh, or debating, writing a poor review <laughs> of our podcast, just to get things kicked off, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. No. Padrone Princess says, my personal favorite front Fuente as well. I consider myself lucky to still have some aging in my Humi. Hard not to touch, though. <laughs> heart, fire, heart. <laughs> Thank you for also reading out the emojis. J. J. Klein Brook says, "I'd consider cutting off my own right hand to have one of those right now." <laughs> well, at least your right one. hand, and oh, then he says, "Well, at least your right hand and taking that one." Ha! <laughs> J.K. Because it was a picture of somebody holding an añejo cigar in their right hand. Oh my! <clears throat> oh, J. Klein Brook. Let's see. Uh, oh, Fuente Fanatic has their own post. Look at that. Um, 
The Añejo is a rare cigar that shares the same quality filler tobaccos from the Opus X that are grown at the Chateau Fuente farm, but has an extremely dark Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper that is cured in cognac barrels for six to eight months. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is funny. Line Accounting says, Hopefully you didn't pay more than 165 a box. <laughs> That's like a look at me, I get a deal. <laughs> um, I'm going to send you a picture. I'm going to send you a couple pictures, Chase. Mm. I want you to... I, I want to hear your authentic reaction to the pictures I'm about to send you. Now, my internet is not doing well. So, actually, no. I'll send that in just a moment. Um, but uh, also, the other thing that I found entertaining about Arturo Fuente's Instagram... And any hashtags associated with Arturo Fuente or Añejo cigars, man, there were a lot of women, scantily clad, mind you, uh, smoking these cigars. I would say it seems like one out of every four posts is either just a picture of the cigar or a picture of a woman like wearing either a bathing suit or a dress smoking an Arturo Fuente as well. Now, I'm not complaining. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, as a marketing strategy to only have like pretty women smoking cigars, I think a lot of the pictures are suggestive, and I won't say of what, <laughs> but they're holding the cigars in their mouth. I will say that. Um, and I was just wondering, do you think there's they're missing the mark? Like, there's, there's probably a whole demographic of gay smokers out there, of men gay smokers that are... Like, if I was a gay man, I would not uh, find their marketing campaign appealing. No, well, even... I mean, I'll be honest with you. Even as a straight man, I don't really find that appealing either. When you told me that... I, I, now, I'm not quite up on the social media as Manny is. Um, like, I think that the first time all year that I've looked at Instagram was when... Manny mentioned Natura Fuente on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, but for me, when I heard that, I was actually a little disappointed. Like, I just feel like that to... Wow. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> I apologize, but that was uh, Manny sending me a text that apparently came through on my computer. Um, but anyways, uh, I just feel like that as a well-rounded man... <laughs> Very well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I set myself up for that one. Uh, Teed but, it up for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're welcome. But uh, I feel like that I'm much smarter than the average. Hey, let's just send a picture of some, like you know, scandalous-looking lady with a cigar in her hand or in her mouth, and that'll get them to buy my cigars. Like it almost made me kind of disappointed that I was smoking a Toro Fuente tonight. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. And you don't even have any daughters. Mm-mm. I don't. Yeah, it, it was interesting to me. I'm going to send you a picture now of one of the models. But let's, let's, let's just I'm, prepare I'm, for the ding. Okay, so that'll send in a moment, hopefully. Now, I wonder if you're <laughs> going to have the same reaction to this picture that I had. What's your first observation? That head has got to be Photoshopped. <laughs> I wish that, that is we, huge. <laughs> I wish that we somehow shared 
pictures somewhere. <clears throat> I'll describe what I'm the looking at. Ash podcast, yeah. So there's, so of course, amongst the hundreds of women posing with Arturo Fuente cigars for Arturo Fuente, there's one in particular. I mean, it's clear she's not wearing proper undergarments under her white shirt. Um, but her head is so big. It looks like one of those pictures of a fishing trophy picture where you hold the fish like out. Someone <laughs> held her head out for that shot. It looks like her Ooh. head is like photoshopped onto her body. I thought that was good. I'm glad you had the same reaction I did. Secondly, I'm like, that cigar is not even lit. Yeah, she's just holding it. Isn't that a Davidoff? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, she popped up on the Arturo Fuente feed. I'm pretty sure it's a Davidoff. Okay, well, you know, Davidoff objectifies women too, I guess. You Apparently. Know? Um, you know, hey, sex sells. You know, models do all kinds of things. Actually, I think a lot of these women are doing it on their own and just hashtagging cigars. But if yeah. you if you do go to the Arturo Fuente actual page, um, it's all just their cigars and women. It's so, great. So, Manny, have you ever heard of um, Cigar Vixen? Uh, I don't think so. So I came across one of her reviews, I don't know, a while ago. And occasionally I'll check out her reviews because it's actually one of the few people that I appreciate the reviews that they give. Um, but she is a woman who, you know, she's probably the most popular woman in the cigar world when it comes to cigar reviews. She had, does a lot of videos on cigars, how to smoke cigars, how to take care of your humidor, like kind of all the regular stuff that you'd expect to find from someone who knows stuff about cigars. But she is, you could consider her an attractive woman. Um, and she, <laughs> I think that that's probably how she got her start. And I don't mean to say that. Um, as like, well, that's the only way that a woman get their start in the cigar world. Like, like a Kardashian? Yeah, but, but I mean, it was, you know, she's always just posting pictures of her just holding a cigar. And I know she smokes cigars because of the videos. But uh, I was asking if you had ever uh, come across one of her videos because she does the funniest thing when smoking a cigar. And she recommends this. Like, she'll do videos of like, hey, taking someone out for their first cigar. And it'll be like a friend of hers. And then she always recommends to take a big puff and then hold it in your mouth. And she like, just puffs her cheeks out. And it looks hilarious. But uh, anyways, I feel like that that's probably how she got her start. And I, I, I mean, for me, I just feel like that it's just cheap advertising, which is why oh. I was so disappointed. In the oh, don't be a hater. I just feel like that that's something that, uh, you know, our good friend Rocky Patel, and by good friend, I've never met him, but <laughs> he doesn't know who we are. No. But Hopefully I feel like he won't we will, ever. Well, I hope he does, and maybe he'll change his ways. I don't think that'll happen. But uh, if you look at their marketing, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, hey, our cigars don't have to be good. We'll just put attractive women in front of them. Well, that's what disappointed me about Arturo Fuente. Like, the cigars speak for themselves. There's mm -hmm. no need to, like, try and... Like, I don't see... I honestly don't see the correlation between sex and cigars. Yeah. Other than... You have those guys that post, they probably, okay, you'll see, uh, the, you know, they, they post a picture of uh, their watch. I, I think I've mentioned this before. Yeah. A, a hand with some expensive watch holding an expensive cigar with a woman in the background of the picture in a bathing suit or something. And it just, hashtag the good life. You typically see a tin of skull peach in the background somewhere. A couple <laughs> of upper deck baseball cards along with it. <laughs> What are you talking about? I, don't know, I just feel like those are the same guys. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking, I, I think a lot of the ones I'm looking at are probably from Dubai. Mm. Like oil money dudes. This is like watching a Ferrari. <laughs> the good life. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, if I had a friend that posted stuff like that, like, the good life. <laughs> I just don't think we could be friends. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Although there's a dude on Instagram, you might know his name because you're the one that told me about him. It just always just takes pictures of just piles of ridiculously expensive cigars. And he'll just like stack them up so they look like some elaborate like puzzle piece or some tower of cigars. You know the guy I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Oh, well. Oh, well, I don't want to give him credit anyway because he's one of those guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, hey, whoa, before we move on from that though. Please. Um,. You did send me another picture. I sent you a couple pictures. I think uh, that... I don't know what's up with that one. <laughs> she even friend Planet I, Earth? I don't know what's up with her either. Um, she was a reoccurring theme on the Arturo Fuente hashtags, uh, apparently a cigar model. And every picture looks like that, pretty much, where she looks like um, she's shocked and surprised, wide-eyed, and real close to the camera with a cigar sticking out of her mouth. And, like, nothing but airbrush. Yeah. <laughs> and then I do see this other picture you sent me, Manny. Is this the football you were referring to? So, as I was learning more about Arturo Fuente, <laughs> why are you laughing? Just, I've never seen a picture of that cigar. Yeah, it's huge, man. Besides the fact that like my seven-year-old did the rapper job on it. <laughs> I think that takes a lot of skill. <laughs> yeah. So, the cigar I'm talking about, I, I came across one called the Opus X Football. And it's huge. It's got to be like a hundred ring gauge. Ring gauge. <laughs> so, and, and it's, it's like, really short, and it, it really is proportional, proportionately like a football. Um, it even but has it is like smokable. stitching. <laughs> yeah, they use different like color, like wrapper leaf, to make uh, stitching, so it looks like stitching on a football. <laughs> and you had talked about the Drew Estate egg. Yeah, which also looks. Dumb. It looks strange. Mm-hmm. What would you rather smoke, the Drew Estate egg or the Opus X football? I'd probably, you know, just because I'm... Yeah, I'd probably go with the Drew Estate egg. First of all, it's going to be cheaper. <laughs> um, and secondly, I just like Drew Estate as a company. Much better than I like Atora Fuente, just based on their marketing now. Oh, come on. Hey. Hey, you know what? I just, you know what? I have to have some morals, okay? Don't be a hater. <laughs> um, the Opus X, the ones that I've seen, run anywhere $25 and up. Just Opus X in general? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about I've right. I've not seen an Opus X cheaper than that. Yeah, that's about right. Although the same fella that I was talking to, or talking about, who has quite a bit of Opus Xs, um, he just went, I think it was about a month ago, there was an event in Philly, an Opus X event, um, to where people, uh, he ended up getting in line at around 11 o'clock at night. I guess he was there. He was there for like a work meeting, I'm, I'm pretty sure, but then also just kind of planned it around this event. Um, and he said he was in his hotel room at like 11 o'clock and just was so excited about the event opening the next morning, he couldn't go to sleep. So he just was like, screw this, and just went out and got in line, and there were like two people, like one or two people in front of him um, for this event, 
uh, to where it's just like exclusive. Like you come in and they're just selling. I mean, you can buy cigars by the stick, but they're also selling just boxes and boxes of. I think they were. They might have not had. They might have not all been Opus X, but most of them were Opus X. Um, and he was talking about a guy who was in front of him in line, who uh, came from Seattle, I believe, specifically for this event. Like he flew out from Seattle, went and got in line at like nine o'clock at night for the opening, like eight o'clock the next morning, um, and then dropped like sixty something grand on cigars. Oh my god! <laughs> so I will not say how much my my buddy uh, spent, but uh, it was it's quite a number. But at the same time, like as he was talking about these boxes that he bought, he was getting Opus X's for, you know, like sixteen dollars a stick, you know. So, Still a lot, but that is yeah. a good deal for an Opus X. Yeah. And I mean, it's the kind of thing that like, I wouldn't like, if I was, I think he even mentioned to me like, oh, I thought about inviting you. And I was like, yeah, what was I going to go and be like, I'll take two cigars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to go drop thousands on, on any cigar at one so, time. So I've ashed twice. Mm. I've dropped my ash twice. twice. Huh? Uh, I've still got a long way to go. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Uh, it's a big cigar. It is. Uh, the strength has picked up. Yeah. I would say um, uh, it's not as sweet as it was when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got more of a, eh, maybe a dark chocolate kind of smoky you know, tobacco flavor. Have you retro yet? If anything, I was picking out it. It might be dark chocolate, but not. It's not sweet anymore. Have you Have you retro? I've not retro hailed. Oh. Have you retro hailed? Um, on every other smoke, yes. Hmm. Ooh. Okay, so I have different flavors when I retro hail. Mm-hmm. I would say roasted coffee. Mm-hmm. Is that what you taste? I taste roasted coffee, and now it's changed up, so sorry to let you know that you missed out. Um, and, I, and you're going to make fun of me for this, and I will also make fun of me for this. I've never made fun of you ever. No? Should we go back and listen What's to that? any other episode? <laughs> any conversation we have? <laughs> You've ever had, should I go through my text messages or voicemails? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's keep going. <laughs> or 20 years of history, 22 years of history. <laughs> Um, anyways, not that I'm bitter, by the way, I welcome it. Um, but initially, like the first third of the cigar when I was retrohaling, it almost tasted like, like a, like a cookie, like a fresh baked, like sugar cookie. And that's why I'm saying you'll make fun of me and I would make fun of myself, but it had like this really sweet, oh, it's delicious all the way through the cigar is delicious. It's the aroma is really good off this cigar. Um, I don't know if you're in an enclosed area where you can enjoy the aroma as much as I can, but it's really good. Yeah, it even has a sweet smell to it. Mm, yep, yep, it smells sweet. My wife like a cookie probably maybe? wouldn't mind this as much as some other ones that I smoke. Yeah, um, but she probably still wouldn't like this the smell of any cigar. Hmm. Yeah, it does smell delicious. One thing, too, about the cigars, it doesn't put off a ton of smoke. Like, obviously, when you're smoking, it, do, it does. But as soon as you, like, stop with the draw, like, it's just minimal smoke coming off of the cigar. 
Yeah, burns pretty slow. Now, it's important to note their trademark shape is called the shark. Mm -hmm. Or the number 77. Yeah. Which is a 64 ring gauge at the foot of the cigar, and then it tapers down to a, like a, what do you call that, cone, like a pointed cap. Yeah. Um, and that is the preferred way to smoke the cigar, and I would agree with that. They just didn't have any sharks. Uh, when, actually, no, it's not true. They might have had some, although I doubt it. I just asked for the biggest Añejo they had. I do have to say that the Añejos are, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, they're the rarest cigar in the world. I don't know about that. Um, like, you can't find them. But the shark, on the other hand, is really hard to find. Because it is the most, you know, it's the most popular style of this cigar specifically to smoke. The last time I had a shark, I ordered that, uh, like, five cigar pack from Arturo Fuente directly out of Tampa. Yeah. Um, and it came with a very nice little signed card thanking me for my purchase. I didn't even mm -hmm. think they were still for sale at that time of year, but they had a sampler pack for great prices. Yeah. So it came with three sharks and two, I think, number 48s, the size slightly smaller than these. Yeah. I think I gifted you a couple of those. Oh, you did. Yeah, you did give, gift me, I think, one of those. I think two. Oh, that's right. You gave me a shark, and then you gave me that other size. That's right. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. You're, sorry, I just, you know, with all the cigars I send to you, I just lose track of the minuscule amount of cigars you send me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think, so going back to Arturo Fuente, and it's not just them that, like, uses women for marketing. Yeah. Do you think they're trying to make up for something? Um, like, look how much I love women. Um, I, I love mean, women so much. Maybe. They could be. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, let's just be honest. It does sell. I bought them. <laughs> I mean, I would never buy them because of that. I would buy them because they're good cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, admittedly, I don't often buy Torre Fuente cigars. I'll buy, sh I'll, I'll buy these if I ever see them. Um, and I do hey, like... do you think Rocky Patel's eyes could be any further apart? <laughs> Are we just, just randomly going to bring poor, poor Rocky Patel into this? Uh, poor guy. You know, he does so much for, like, the legalization of cigars and preserving the rights mm -hmm. uh, for distribution and Americans to continue to buy cigars. I feel bad, but I don't know. I, f I feel like I've always had a, I don't, I've just never liked their cigars whatsoever. There hasn't been a single one of their cigars that have been like, oh yeah, it's good. Like I've always just kind of been like, eh, yeah, I, I wish I spent half the money on this. I gotta agree. I remember they were pushing the edge and the aged and the whatever. I tried all of them because the cigar stores that I went to were pushing them really hard. And I figured, well, they're worth a try. And I smoked them. They were okay. I have yet to have a Rocky Patel cigar where I've said to myself, I want to buy that again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have tried a couple of the edges. I've tried a couple of the, a couple random ones. I mean, I, it's not even worth remembering what cigars they were. <laughs> I've tried the Sun Grown, the Aged, yeah. the 12 Year, a couple edges. Yeah. Yep. I've just never been a huge fan. Um, that could be part of it. Uh, the other part was. Uh, after reading his bio, and he talked 
not a ton, but a little bit about um, being Hindu, I believe, is his religion. Um, but then directly after that was talking about how he got into cigars. A, he was just some guy who just had a ton of money, and that's how he got into Heaven's Own Cigar Brand. B, he was then talking about how it was over, like, after having a steak dinner is when he was like, oh, I really want a cigar. And I was like, I feel like you're contradicting yourself. Because he wants one after a steak dinner? No, because he's Hindu and he's eating steak dinners all the time. Are you not allowed to eat steaks as a Hindu? I thought you weren't. Am I incorrect? Uh-oh. Okay, so I actually have, uh, have this is based on my Wikipedia search. Hindus, Hindus who do eat meat often distinguish all other meat from beef. The respect for cow is part of Hindu belief, and most Hindus avoid meat sourced from cow as cows are treated as a motherly giving animal, considered as another member of the family. <laughs> are you sure he's Hindu? Uh, I'm pretty sure in that same article he talks about being Hindu. Rocky Patel, New Age, Religion, and Spirituality. Apparently that's a book? Hmm. He's also a, he's also a uh, author, huh? Golden Aromatherapy, Symphony of Colored Energy and Aromatic Scents by How Rocky Patel. Tasteless Cigars by Rocky Patel. <laughs> You're such a hater. <laughs> by the way, speaking of haters, I did peruse... Okay, to be clear, <laughs> if Arturo Fuente Cigars' actual Instagram page doesn't have nearly as many photos of women as the hashtag of Arturo Fuente... Uh, actually, I, I just recently was looking into that as there was a little bit of a break in between our recording here, um, and I also noticed the same thing. It's more of what I expected from them, which is just a bunch of old guys standing over tobacco leaves. Yeah, so I don't think it's necessarily their fault, but I don't think they're turning down the free marketing oh, from the hot women. No, no, I'm sure they're not. But it gives me a little so. more respect than I had before. <laughs> I could not actually find I searched for Rocky Patel religion hmm. I can't find it What if I search for Rocky Patel Hindu I don't believe you that he's Hindu Well, whatever man The burden of proof is on you Yana <laughs> I do declare uh, Let the record show uh, Where is it? I don't, I don't see that anywhere I don't see Hindu Anywhere in an interview with Rocky Patel Um, I think it was a Cigar International, not Cigar International, Cigar Aficionado article. Um, speaking of article hate, now. speaking of hate, while you're <laughs> while you're looking, because you probably don't listen to what I say anyway. Um, I was looking over reviews, and this is the gentleman that I mentioned earlier who, um, I will not read his review because it's absurdly long. But <laughs> as we've mentioned, that we would welcome poor reviews. Because um, we already know that this podcast stinks. Um, but, you know, if others want to let us know, we'd, 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 uh, we'd welcome that. But uh, anyways, I looked at this review. It was a guy who was smoking the Anyhow Shark. And before his very lengthy review, um, he puts this down. He's got a couple pictures. It says, Addendum 12-18-2013. A gentleman left a comment at the end of this review that I made a gaffe about the correct name of this cigar. It is not the shark number 77. In fact, it is the number 55. It was brought to my attention by a reviewer 
out hunting for a bear, I guess. I did not approve the publishing of the comment. I think that's a metaphor. Yeah, I think so too. Apparently his mistake is a bear. Um, I did not approve the publishing of the comment as I don't care to give this gentleman free advertising for his site. <laughs> the cool thing to do would have been for this gentleman to contact me privately and advise me of my mistake instead of knowingly embarrassing me for all to see. <laughs> he rants on for three more paragraphs about that. First of all, if Coneheed ever listens to this, <laughs> you embarrass yourself far more than anyone's comment could have. <laughs> oh, we got a feud. Uh, I just think it's funny. He goes on to talk about, as I've written almost 1,300 reviews, this is a mistake now and then is inevitable. Oh, what a nerd. <laughs> Did he say 1,300 reviews? That's what he said. Uh. I think he's got a case of the black lung. By the way, this dude looks like he's like in his early 20s, so <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. The review's not worth reading, but him <laughs> embarrassing himself is definitely worth the read. So I just read the whole interview with Cigar Aficionado. It doesn't mention his religion. I gotta be honest with you. Are you telling me that I may be wrongly made an assumption? Yeah, and I feel like you're doing that, that based... <laughs> <laughs> I, he doesn't mention it at all. I could have swore that we joked about that. Maybe we just made a joke about it. That doesn't sound like me. No, not at all. Oh. So, yes, this cigar is still good. Mm. It's getting all syrupy at the end. Mm -hmm. I had to wipe it off on my tablecloth here. One thing I do have to say about the construction of the cigar, too, is oftentimes, I mean, for me, I've probably got two and a half inches left on the cigar. Um, and oftentimes when you're at the end of a cigar, um, it'll get pretty soft, you know, where you've got your mouth there for the past, what, hour at this point? Hour and 15 minutes? Oh, mine's minutes. soaking wet. Mine's wet, but it's not, like, super soft. Like, it's still pretty darn stiff. Oh. That's good. <laughs> Do you want to hear a story? Uh, yeah, I mean, as long as it's a good story. I'm, I'll let you be the judge of that, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> All right. Gentleman I know. A cigar smoker. This is a gentleman who typically keeps one in his mouth in the same spot all day, every day. Oh, yes. Um, was at the cardiologist on the treadmill uh, having a, a routine test done. <laughs> and while he was on the treadmill, his heart rate skyrocketed to 250 beats per minute. Whoa. And they had him all monitored and they watched him have a heart attack. Uh, While still just, uh, running on the treadmill, walking. Oh, on the well, treadmill. but he was—he like—he didn't stop walking. No, he kept going. <laughs> okay. He—they—they they told him to get off. He said, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine." They—they they said, "No, no, no. You have got to stop. Get off." He's like, "I'm fine. I'm, it happens all the time." <laughs> and apparently, he's been having these little heart attacks since he was like eight years old. Oof. And he's had, I think, five cardiologists or six cardiologists. Um, he's outlived three of them so far. <laughs> <laughs> they all died of heart attacks. 
<laughs> they did die. His cardiologist <laughs> did die. Oh. Um, and so they sent him to the hospital. They said, we got to run tests on you. We can't, you know, we can't just let this slide. You just had a heart attack. Um, so they brought him to the hospital. He's sitting in the emergency room making a big stink about waiting. Um, he apparently kept pulling off the monitors and using the bathroom unbeknownst to any of the nursing staff. <laughs> And just also to kind of test to see if anyone would actually come over, and no one did. Um, so he fussed and argued his way to the front of the line in the wait for the ER. And when he was meeting with the, the nurse, they asked him, he said, what do you think they asked me? My favorite question. I said, what, are you a smoker? He said, yeah. I said, what do you think? I said, well, how do they know if you're a smoker or not? I had the cigar in my mouth the whole time I was at the hospital. <laughs> So I guess he's a gentleman who always is chewing on a cigar. It's never I've yeah, never seen one time. lit, but he's always chewing on it. Yeah, he does smoke pipe though, right? Uh, I, I I would I think he smokes whatever he wants. Oh, I've honestly so, yeah. never seen him with a lit cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he smokes a pipe. He came over to my place when we did the little pipe tobacco exchange. He had his pipes. Hmm. <laughs> What a dumb yeah. question at that point. And they still don't know what exactly is the cause. Hmm. Well, good luck so, to him. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, I do have one more little article I was going to read you. Okay, good. Not just you. I mean, anyone else who might still be listening an hour into this episode. <laughs> nah, just me. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's probably just for you. Um, but it was uh, in regards to us talking about our humidors, and I mentioned other ways to store humidors. Uh, so a gentleman um, was asked, can I store humidors in my refrigerator? So this is just a little short Can he store he humidors in his refrigerator? Yeah. Someone asked if, he could, if they could store, not, not if I can store them in like your refrigerator, but like if, you can, if you can store cigars in a refrigerator. Like well, your... cigars or humidors in the refrigerator? That's Sorry. what I'm confused on. Cigars. My bad. Okay. Apparently, I forgot how to read. Apparently. I All can right. read good. So, so he has a picture of a fridge opened up at the beginning of this article. He says, this happens more often than I care to count. Someone asked me if it's okay to store his or her cigars, not humidor, cigars in the refrigerator. Well, there's a short answer and a long answer. The long answer Warning labels are for suckers. I mean, we shouldn't even have them. It is just a way to stop, for the most part, stupid people from shoring up the human gene pool. We are only as strong as our weakest link. If we stop printing warning labels, coffee may be hot, or don't operate chainsaw under influence of alcohol, we might be collectively, we might be collectively smarter than those people are dead. So, well, apparently he can't write this article. But sounds we, like a libertarian. We might be collectively be smarter than those people are gone, is what he wrote. Um, that said, there really is no warning label on a cigar that says, don't put cigar in the refrigerator. There's also not a warning label on the refrigerator that says something like, not suitable for storage of autom automotive oil, platypus urine, tar paper, or cigars. That's true. So it is understandable how some people could be confused. <laughs> Not having a humidor is really the go-to excuse people use. If you don't have a humidor, make a small coolador and call it good. That is something I've heard, people using a cooler. But don't get cigars. Yeah, because it's airtight. 
But don't get cigars anywhere near your refrigerator unless you're fighting tobacco beetles. The short answer, no, it's bad for them. <laughs> yeah, well, a refrigerator a... would dry it out. Yeah, exactly. A refrigerator would dry it out. It's all about humidity. It's not even necessarily about temperature. I'd say the only time it's about temperature is obviously if it's below freezing. Then you're going to freeze the humidity in your cigar. Right. Um, and also if it's too hot. I don't know the exact temperature for tobacco beetles. But if you often smoke cigars, there's a very, very, very big chance that you've smoked tobacco beetle eggs. Mm, I think they hatch around 76 to 80 degrees. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you're storing them over even a, you know, a, a several days in conditions that are too hot, then you could give that uh, egg an opportunity to hatch. And if that also, happens, <laughs> you're screwed. Also, uh, cooler temperatures don't necessarily dissuade mold. Hmm. Um, although mold can be more active at higher temperatures with higher humidity, you can also get mold at lower temperatures if the humidity is too high. Mm-hmm. Are you relighting yours? Uh, well, you can hear that? I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. You should have privately emailed me as not to embarrass me in front of everyone. <laughs> it's a light off. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Delicious. This cigar is still delicious, by the way. I had to cut mine a second time. Whoa. Well, I cut it the first time, and it was drawing a little too tight, so I had to cut it just a little bit more off. And I did have to kind of wipe it off on the tablecloth because it was getting a little syrupy. A little sloppy. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, also not a fan. I often, depending on the crowd that you're with, um, or actually, by yourself. actually maybe this is a, uh, a good cigar etiquette question that we didn't plan for. Um, but have you ever had someone request to puff your cigar? Yeah. Where do you uh, where do you set your camp up on that one? <laughs> well, I don't mind offering a puff to someone who may be new or might be interested in trying it, but just a puff. Yeah. And early on in the cigar, before I get it all wet and gross. Yeah. And. I am also aware that taking it's okay. It's very similar to like drinking good beers. If you have a beer that's too strong in flavor and then you try another one, it can throw off that flavor and make it taste gross. Mm-hmm. If you have too many puffs of a cigar that's stronger or too much different than the one that you have in your hand, it could ruin that cigar for you. Yeah. Make it not taste as good. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I was just listening to a, uh, a podcast on cigars. I will not give the name out. Actually, I will. It's actually a fairly good podcast. It's called Cigar Talk. Um, and the gentleman uh, who is one of the hosts was interviewing uh, Fabian from Drew Estate, which I guess he just left Drew Estate, by the way. I didn't realize we've talked about him in the past. Um, I've talked about him in the past, and I didn't realize that he was like the national sales rep for Drew Estate, was his oh, actual job go? title. 
Uh, so he left Drew Estate, um, and he has no plans but to vacation, according to his interview on the podcast. So he retired? Um, yeah, apparently he... Uh, it, it was actually... I would recommend listening to this, just because it's fascinating. Um, he, I believe he said he was a... Uh, security slash like member, not member, but like visitor. Um, I don't know. He had some job at Disneyland uh, for 10 years and then met somebody um, who just liked his personality. Uh, and I don't know if it was Jonathan Drew or who it was like in Drew Estate, but basically they asked him to come and do sales for their company. Uh, he said at that time he had literally smoked one cigar his whole life prior to getting a job <laughs> with Drew Estate. Which I think is hilarious, because if you either, you know, followed your estate on, for me it's Facebook, because I'm still so old school. Um, MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> if you follow them on MySpace, he's constantly, uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy on MySpace that's your automatic friend? What? You don't remember that? You had like an automatic friend when you first joined MySpace? I don't think I was ever on MySpace. Whoa. Loser. Whoa. I was cool before it was cool. I guess so. Um, but, but anyways, I mean, he's constantly, like, the dude must smoke, like, ten cigars a day. And he's a big fan of the acid cigars and talks a lot about the acid cigars. Um, first of all, it was kind of funny because a guy who was doing the interview was talking about, he's like, hey, if i got to be honest with you, like, I'm actually not a fan of infused cigars. And then he went on to say that one of his favorite cigars was the Kentucky Fire Cured. <laughs> well, that is an infused cigar. Oh, well, actually, is it an infused cigar? It is, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and which Fabian was like, hey, just so you know, like very politely, <laughs> he's like, turns out one of your favorite cigars is an infused cigar. But anyways, the point this guy was making was that a Kentucky Fire Cured is a perfect cigar when you've kind of like destroyed your palate throughout the day over several cigars <laughs> because there's like no, you know, there's no missing the flavor of that cigar regardless of how many heavy cigars you've smoked throughout the day. Yeah, it's very different. Mm-hmm. That was the point of me going on that long rant for you. Did you, when you were talking about the Añejo cigar, talk about the hurricane? I did not. Do you want to? Um, hold on. Let me. Uh, I've done so much fiddling around on my phone. Let me make sure I still have that article. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, story about the Añejo cigar and its conception. Um, yeah. Hold... Quick fill, in the t- this. <laughs> quick, fill in the time. I'll just keep smoking this. No, this is good, man. I, I've ashed three times. I'm getting ready to ash a fourth time, and I've still, I mean, I've still got like two inches before the band. Hmm. <laughs> it's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I here's no a question have for article, you. Manny, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell. Uh, okay, so regarding the hurricane. Yes. The way the cognac wrapper came to the already existing Opus X binder and filler was caused by the 1998 hurricane. Is it George's? George's? George's. George's. Gorgeous. Hurricane Gorgeous. (laughs) Gorgeous George. I think that's another storm you've experienced. The hurricane affected farming and harvesting of tobacco and caused a huge shortage in Fuente's super premium Opus X wrapper. Instead of halting production of the Opus X, Carlos Fuente Jr. came up with the idea to wrap the Opus X with a cognac-aged Connecticut wrapper. That's mm. how the Añejo was born. Boom. Boom. 
Yep. That's that's what I was going to read. Um, here's a question for you. Yeah. See if you remember this special fact. What cigar is Kid Rock's favorite cigar? <laughs> ba- if you're not aware who Kid Rock is, <laughs> he's the lyricist and poet behind Ba Wata Ba. The bang, the bang, diggy, diggy, diggy. Said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie. He wrote that. What's his favorite cigar? I'll be Go. honest with you. I completely forgot about Kid Rock until this moment. <laughs> How could you forget about Kid Rock? I feel like it's right up there with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no, Kid Rock's way no. better than Limp Biscuit. No, I don't. I don't know, and I don't even care. My name is Kid. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was a really good. Yeah, stick with the trumpet, okay? Okay, favorite cigar though. Um, my guess is it's going to be. A Toro Fuente. Correct. <laughs> An Añejo? No. Oh. I've no, I, I don't know. <laughs> the Hemingway Short Story. Oh. Oh, now I'm definitely not smoking those anymore. Which is also one of my favorites. Mm. Is it because of your obvious love for Kid Rock? <laughs> no. I honestly don't know any other songs than that one from Kid Rock. I think that was the only song that anyone knows from Kid Rock. <laughs> But I did read, uh, when I was a long time ago, I learned that that was his favorite cigar, and he'll buy boxes of the Arturo Fuente short story. Yeah, when he's going through his, clearly what is his uh, struggle of writing song lyrics. <laughs> Come on, you're such a hater today. Oh, you know what? Tonight, it's so late. Yeah, it's, it's late, that's what it is. I, uh, I'm not a hater, you know, I just have taste, that's all. <laughs> And I understand that some people's palate for good music is different. It's fine. But you like Taco Bell. Which is why I specified music. <laughs> so you admit Taco Bell is not good food. Uh, no, I will never, ever. You'll never hear those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> for fast food, it's good food. How long have we been going so far, my um, friend? Uh, roughly 70 minutes. <laughs> the cigar's still going. We're running out of yep. stuff to talk about. I almost swore there, but I didn't because I don't want you to have to check the explicit box. Thank you, Manny. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. I really, really appreciate you. Yeah, we want to market to children as much as possible, so we don't want that explicit box checked. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that way New York State can ban us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Are there any more fun uh, tobacco laws New York State's trying to attack? No, but let me just share with you some, some fun hospitality and etiquette of cigars that I ran into recently with some good, good old-fashioned Americans. Oh, yeah. Hey, hold on. No, not hold on. Continue. But just remind <laughs> me, we brought up, I brought up a cigar etiquette question um, that I want to answer, but after you tell your story. Oh, well, Okay. It's not an entertaining story, so please stay tuned. Um, <laughs> when we were out hunting, I went to the neighbor's cabin, and uh, I hadn't really spent a lot of time with him, but he asked me, he texted me and said, hey, come on over after the day's done. I said, okay. So I went over, a couple guys hanging out, and um, instantly they're giving me, I mean, they're giving me Backwoods, which I happily oh, yeah. smoked, and some Labatt's Blue Light, which is always delicious. 
and I was just so uh, struck with their hospitality, I had to return the favor. So the next weekend when I went out to hunt, they were there, and I brought them uh, three Muat cigars, M-U-W-A-T. My Uzi weighs a ton. My Uzi weighs a ton. And do we know what that's from? I don't. I'll find out in just a minute. But that's a <laughs> Drew Estate cigar. It is. It's kind of, the one that I have is kind of small. And um, I knew that they'd all enjoy it. it. That's a good cigar. So I just mm-hmm. want to let you know. I return the favor, and that's what you got to do, you know? Yeah, a good cigar that from a company that doesn't uh, solicit sex to sell their cigars. <laughs> it's not. They don't do that. <laughs> it's from your mouth, man. <laughs> can't find oh who, who sang those lyrics so the cigar is named after that oh is that song? lyrics yeah uh here it is from public enemy oh my uzi weighs a ton step back get away give the brother some room you got to turn me up when the beat goes boom thank I you i mean it keeps going but no rock get up get down my uzi weighs a ton is the chorus <laughs> that's that's funny. Anyway, they would pick that for a cigar name. What's your uh, etiquette question that you were going to answer yourself? <laughs> well, now you're making me seem selfish. <laughs> uh, no, I had asked about when people ask if they can have a puff of your cigar. Oh, um, and I never answered my own question. Which is? Which is really the only reason why I ever ask questions, is so I can answer it myself. Yeah, why else ask questions? That's right. <laughs> Unless you already know the isn't, answer. Isn't that the only reason to ask a question? Is because you already know the answer and you want to make sure other people know that you're right? Yeah, I'm not trying to learn anything. Yeah, <laughs> trying to teach here. Um, but I was thinking about that because there are a few different groups of people that have had cigars. Not groups, a few different individuals, which I will remain nameless. You know who you are if you hear this. Um, who often will be like, no, 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 I don't want a cigar. And then you light a cigar. And then, hey, you mind, if I, mind if I have some of that? And then, yeah, and I'm fine with like, yeah, here, give it a try. You know, first of all, I think I'd do that to you sometimes. You know, if we're both smoking a different cigar and we're in the same place. And I'm like, you know, typically you offer or I'll offer or I have even, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I smoked a cigar with my brother-in-law's and... Um, no, never mind. That was a different time than my brother Well, oh, you make me close my eyes and lay down when I puff your cigar. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, I completely lost my Do you share? So, no, you have no problem. Yes. So, no, no, no. So, there's a few people that when I smoke cigars around them or with them, I will make sure... That I get the at least the first inch of that cigar so sopping, nasty, wet <laughs> that nobody wants to touch it. Because <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like I've got plenty of cigars and I never go somewhere with only one cigar. So I'm offering a cigar. I'll put it this way. And uh, this is, uh, if, if any of my in-laws are listening, I think it's okay. But when my wife and I first got married, when we were first dating and then also got married, I had to adjust the fact that how she grew up is that if her family says, hey, let's order some takeout, that means everyone's going to order food expecting to have some of everyone's food. Like, you're not just ordering, like, let's say you're ordering Chinese, and you're like, oh, I want to get mushu pork. 
that means that everyone thinks they're getting Mushu pork, even though they yep. all ordered something different. So it took me some time to get used to that because my train of thought is like, hey, I ordered Mushu pork because I wanted to eat Mushu pork. I didn't want to eat everything else. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of feel the same way with cigars, and you know, just 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 in case those family members are listening, I do share now. Um, but hope not. <laughs> hope they're not listening, or hope I don't share. I won't talk about how much you hate them. <laughs> hey, we talked about this prior to recording. Right. Sorry. I'm I'm just saying I won't <laughs> say how much you hate them. But uh, I do feel like that. Like when I light a cigar, it's because I've thought about that cigar. Like, like the Añejo, we've talked about having this for the past few days now, and I've just been thinking about it. If someone then was like, hey, let me get a puff of that, I'd be like, dude, this is a cigar that I planned on smoking for me. Yeah, get your own. Yeah, exactly. Go get your own cigar. Or get, get one of the own. other hundred cigars I have in my humidor. Like, why do you have to suck on my cigar? <laughs> so that, that, that's how I feel. This proper etiquette would be do not ask to smoke someone's cigar while they're smoking it. If someone offers, if you'd like to try it, by all means, jump on in. Eyes open in an upright position, by the jump way. Jump on it, Tonto. First it's me with the Hindu thing, and then it's that. I feel like that, that we're going down a dark road here. Listen, man, I respect First Nations people. Good. You should. After I mean, all, Elizabeth Warren is running for president. <laughs> yeah, and they're exempt from all New York State tobacco laws. <laughs> <laughs> Tribal nations, baby. Over respect them. <laughs> Man, I went. You know, the thing is, we have a lot of uh, tribal nations in New York, and that is the place to go if you're trying to buy tax free tobacco. Mm-hmm. Turns out my experience has been so far, it's not the place to go to get good cigars. If you want to get six cartons of uh, Seneca's. You know, Seneca's, <laughs> Seneca cigarettes. That's the place to go. But I remember one time in college, I, I, I just decided I'm not going to class. I'm not doing anything today except fishing by myself. Mm. And I drove to a location that I'd picked out. And on the way was an Indian reservation and a cigar store. And I stopped in. And I bought, uh, what's the uh, Aurora, La Aurora mm-hmm. cigar? Yeah which I've had before and every they had a walk-in humidor and every cigar was so crisp and dried. Oh. And I looked at the cellophane of the La Aurora after I'd bought it and left cuz I assumed that they kept their walk-in humidor up to humidity. Oh, um, the cellophane was humidor. all like dark stained yellow. Oh. Been sitting for a long time. I don't think they ever sell cigars. I think people only go there to buy cartons of cigarettes. Have, did I ever share with you my experience of a Seneca cigarette? No. <laughs> so I lived in the Rochester, New York area for three years. And um, I am in construction, which means that 90% of everyone that I've ever worked with smokes at least a pack a day. <laughs> um, but everyone around there was smoking Senecas. Everybody. Like literally every person I ran into that smoked, smoked Senecas. I was like, what's the deal with these Seneca cigarettes? Like, I've never had one before, never tried one before. You know, all these people yeah, smoke cheap. them, so they've got to be good, right? Is what I thought. Um, I did not at that point know that they were just a really cheap cigarette to get a hold of. So I had asked a roofer at one point. He was, he was smoking a cigarette, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I bum one of those? And he was like, yeah, sure. I was like, I've never had them before, kind of new to the area. And I lit it up, and I felt bad, but I instantly put it out. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah, we lived... 
I remember Amanda and I had an apartment and we were on the third floor and the second floor tenant smoked Seneca's and the wind would waft when it was in the summer we'd have our patio door open and the smoke would waft up into our apartment and it just smelled like fresh diarrhea oh. <laughs> it's so disgusting I mean I actually like the smell of a good cigarette yeah but those Seneca's man if you like smoking stems and diarrhea that's for you <laughs> if that's where your palate takes you <laughs> Speaking of diarrhea, I uh, have just I finished my little glass of tequila. Yeah, and I'm switching over to a stout, a dark American stout. Now, what's the reason that that would remind you of diarrhea? Because it's dark black liquid. Hmm. Like diarrhea. I mean, I don't think we need to get into that in this podcast, but I mean. Diarrhea. It can come in all shapes and sizes. Diarrhea, poopy fart. <laughs> and this is how you know Manny has toddlers. <laughs> oh. oh, well, hey man, this has been great. I mean, do you have any uh, any concluding thoughts with uh, Thanksgiving right around the corner? <laughs> um. Concluding thoughts in regards to Thanksgiving around the corner. In regards I mean, to I'm very anything. thankful for the cigar. Ooh. I'm thankful for our friendship. Oh. I'm thankful for family. Oh. I'm thankful for love. And let's not forget to love and laugh and live. <laughs> well, thank you for those concluding thoughts, Manny. You're welcome. I'm going to be more of a man. Cram my feelings down. Good. Um, Smother them and never talk. That's right. Smother them in hatred <laughs> towards Rocky Patel. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, this is a great cigar. Great suggestion. Um, they can be and a little pricey. And a great podcast. Oh, and a great podcast. Wait, are you advertising for our podcast on our podcast? 86 minutes into it? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Tune in. <laughs> All right, let's say 80 minutes, because I'm sure we'll take at least six minutes out. This is so long. I, I'm still... This is smoking really slow. I'm still going to be smoking this for another 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, I've got maybe an inch and a half left on mine. Oh, you took the band off? Of course. Oh. Of course, I'm not son. even to the band yet. I think I was not following that puff every 30 second rule we mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, well, there you go. Probably tasted bitter. Probably. Probably made your heart bitter. <laughs> wow, you you, uh, you remembered our conversation. Barely. <laughs> Any uh, concluding Thanksgiving thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, get out there and smoke some cigars. That's it. There you go. And don't drop a frozen turkey into... Uh, turkey fryer that's it yep i feel like that's the number one warning i see on facebook right now that's when you know that facebook has turned into just moms (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) when it's just moms on facebook just old people they're trying to keep their house from burning down no they're trying to make sure their their 30 something year old kids don't uh hurt themselves (laughs) (laughs) it's like the tide pod challenge oh that's right see if you can drop a frozen turkey into a uh the frozen turkey challenge 
<laughs> we should start It's that. a scalding hot oil over a <laughs> propane burner. Oh. I was, uh, I mean, this has nothing to do with anything whatsoever, but why not? Um, my, my, my oldest son, who was 10 years old, uh, wanted to help me make the pate that I made tonight. And I didn't realize how exciting it would be for him when I, I believe the term is flambéed. Is that what happens when you light alcohol on fire when you're cooking? Yep. Ah, see, I'm a culinary expert. You're so cultured. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I didn't realize how exciting that would be. And uh, we currently have two of my nephews staying with us as well. So uh, I realized that I could entertain them for a good five minutes of just lighting the food on fire. <laughs> that is pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. I did it mostly for myself. Because I'm So the selfish. cigar is a medium body cigar, but I do have a good <laughs> nicotine buzz because I think I've been smoking it for so long. And like the syrup coming out at the end, like the juice, I just keep having to wipe off on the tablecloth. I think <laughs> I keep absorbing a lot of that through my mouth. So I'm getting a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I'm not experiencing that because I'm not drooling all over my cigar. Well, it sounds like, Manny, that you are either trying to serenade me or trying to working? end our podcast. You want to play a sexy song? <laughs> Let's hear it at this point. If someone's listening, they'll probably enjoy that. Thank you for coming to this the day of my daughter's wedding. What are you talking about? I don't know. It just sounded like uh, something you hear in The Godfather. You think I was playing The Godfather theme? <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep, that's what I was playing. Well, hey. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Likewise. And uh, get out there and smoke yourself another one, Manny. Smoke it. I think uh, I, I've got some ideas for our next uh, our next recording. What kind of ideas? We should um, do them without pants on. <laughs> no, no, it's too cold for that. Um, of what cigar to smoke? So I'm thinking know, that man. we might pull out a Kentucky Fire Cured. Oh, that's what you want to do? Is that not is that not okay? I've actually, uh, I now that I think about that. it, I think only once have we actually smoked a cigar that we mentioned we were going to smoke. Wow, we always speculate because we know it's in our humidors because you and I send pictures of our humidors to each other. That's right. We're that cool. Yeah, I, uh, that could be one. We mm -hmm. still have the UF, or no, I'm sorry, the... Feral. What's the big... Feral Pig mm -hmm. from Liga Pravada. Yep. We also talked about perhaps acquiring a Gurkha. Yeah, I have a few of those. And I also have... So they didn't uh, have any... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when I went to find some of the same Gurkhas you had, they didn't have any in the store. They had, like, every other one except any of the ones that you had. That might be a fun experiment, because I've never really... Besides the ghost and the evil, I've never really smoked Gurkhas. Um, so I don't really know what to expect. You could ask Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> well, we're trying I not to talk about politics had... on this she... podcast. <laughs> I believe she's had a Gurkha, you know, in and around her. Um, yeah, well, 
<laughs> Good thing this is at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh. this is really great. Yeah, it's perfect. I was I was gonna quick mention my favorite Gurkha so far is the evil. Have you smoked more Gurkhas than the evil and the ghost? Uh, <laughs> I might have had a warrior a long time ago, but I <clears throat> consistently return to the evil. Of course you do. That's right. The dark side in all of us. <sighs> well, Manny, this has been a treat. It really has. And yes. I hope you and your family get to eat... Oh, my computer almost shut down. I hope you and your family get to eat all that pate and get sick on liver. Oh, I almost already did tonight. I almost got sick on a hunting trip from liver, so uh, not that anyone's still listening. For you and I, though, um, we had made a grouse and woodcock liver and heart pate. Mm. The grouse liver had some odd black spots on it. (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that. And I was pretty hungover, despite having a full IV bag in me, (laughs) (laughs) the morning after, and I felt so sick. When you were driving, and I was like, oh, I think I'm hungover. I don't feel good. And you're like, oh, is it those black things in the livers? And I just felt so sick thinking of that. I think what happened is one of those grouse must have got a hold of one of our cigars from the previous year. You think that? I think, I think they were eating fermented uh, mountain blueberries. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Getting drunk. <laughs> Crazy grouse. All right, well. Well, well if you're still listening... Good night and good luck. (laughs) See you later. Bye. (laughs)